This is Monocle on Design Extra. It's a show brought to you by the team behind Monocle's dedicated weekly design program. I'm Charlie Filmercourt. On today's show, we take a trip north to the English city of York to see the conservation and adaptation of one of the city's most famed landmarks, Clifford's Tower. The 800-year-old building has just reopened to the public, following a £5 million transformation project that will add a touch of modernity to this medieval attraction. Monocle's Maylie Evans paid a visit to the site and sent us this report. Clifford's Tower is set on top an 11-metre-high grassy mound that today is peppered with vibrant pops of colour as the daffodils come into bloom. Made of magnesium limestone, the ancient monument was built in 1245 by Henry III as part of the monarch's northern royal palace. Since then, the tower has sat as a folly within someone's garden, stood watch within the boundaries of a prison complex, and in the 20th century became a historic monument under the watchful eye of the conservation charity English Heritage. In recent years, visiting Clifford's Tower was perhaps a little uninspiring due to it being a roofless ruin gutted by a fire in 1684 and little in the way of communicating the chequered history of the site. When you came into the tower, because it was roofless, it was a little bit sort of damp, underwhelming. You could go up a couple of spiral staircases up to a wall walk, which was just around about a metre wide, I suppose. And on a busy day, people would literally shuffle walking round the wall walk, not really aware of what they were seeing, not understanding the history of the, the tower. Hugh Broughton there, the architect whose eponymous firm won the bid and have transformed the landmark, improving access both physically and intellectually at Clifford's Tower. Our idea was to create a roof deck over the tower, supported on four big timber columns, allowing people to come up onto the roof, spend much more time here, for it to be much more easy for them to move around, enjoy the spectacular views over the city of York. And then, from the underside of the roof deck, suspend steel walkways, which then allowed people to get at bits at first floor level, which they hadn't been able to access for 350 years. My name's Jeremy Ashby, and I'm the head properties curator at English Heritage. Being able to open up Henry III's toilet on the first floor, which no-one has been able to get into, apart from people with ladders, uh, since 1684, that's, that's absolutely lovely. But I'm still just looking at the tower after conservation. I think the historic fabric has never looked as good as it does now. The new design celebrates the evolution of history. It does not reconstruct portions of the tower or freeze the ruin at a particular moment in time. Clifford's Tower isn't a building in use, it is a monument, it is a visitor attraction and we wanted to retain that sense of place that comes with a ruin. If one were to rebuild it in some way, one would be choosing a moment in history which we may not even understand very well and running the risk of almost kind of disnifying it and that was absolutely not the intention here, it was to be very honest to the kind of raw, robust nature of these stone walls and create something which respects that, which in a way reflects that in that you can see how everything's made. The timber structure, you see how all the components get joined together. You can understand instantly how the roof deck is supported. 
and then there are these steel walkways. Again, the structure is what sort of defines their appearance. You can see the, the beams of the structure, you can see the hanging rods, you can, it's a metal walkway, the balustrades are formed of uh, stainless steel mesh. Everything is very elemental. Standing on the ground floor of the landmark today, a large aperture carved into the middle of the timber roof deck draws your eye upwards and to the great outdoors. Shadows shift across the walls of the ruin throughout the day. I've always really liked framing views of the sky and being able to be inside and see the rain come in, see the clouds moving across the sky, so that there's this continued connection with nature which the building has had for the last three or four hundred years anyway. On top of the timber roof deck are ample benches to sit and marvel, something that was lacking in the site previously. I was struck by this invitation to linger, rest and reflect. It's almost an experience that you have at n not just historic monuments, but many cultural venues, art galleries and, and so on, that you must constantly be on the move. But actually it's quite nice to just kind of like stop and have a look, and especially up on this roof deck where you're looking out at York Minster. You know, it's a bit of a shame if you had to sort of like just trundle on round and, and not be able to stop and enjoy that view. As well as the timber construction giving access to new areas of Clifford's Tower, part of the redesign has included a design overlay to communicate the castle's history to visitors too. Up on the roof deck here we've got a number of concrete plinths which tell you about the view you're seeing and how it's changed through history. And then within the tower itself there's actually a new soundscape that's been introduced that will tell you about different periods of the history of the tower spoken by people from York. It's Thursday, 20th of April, 1684. Oh, it's proper grand working here, I can tell you. The darkest of all dark days have descended upon me. Jeremy Ashby, Head Properties Curator at English Heritage. We needed to get the right balance between explaining this quite complicated piece of architecture, but also telling the really important human stories that are associated with the site. York Castle has been an important place in the history of the city and in the history of the whole of the north and actually really in the history of the whole of England. Many millions of people have passed through it. We don't really know all of their stories, but there are some stories that we do know, stories that are either describing normal days or sometimes some very extraordinary days, some tragic and violent days. And so to get some of those stories told in the voices of people that would actually sound believable, that was part of the challenge that we really wanted to, to address. I kind of really like the idea that, you know, people of today are telling you about the history of the tower, so that this, there's a, a phenomenon which I find myself kind of constantly coming back to at the moment, which is this idea of a foot in the past and an eye on the future. You look back at the past, you learn from it, and that helps to propel you forward. For Monocle in York, I'm Maylie Evans. Thanks, Maylee. And that's all for this week. If you're eager for more design stories, listen to our full-length programme airing on Tuesdays at 8pm London time. Today's episode was produced by Maylee Evans and myself, Charlie Phil McCourt. Thank you for listening and goodbye.